Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you need photos or video, they are the team to get the job done. So if you need photos for a wedding or a special event, they can get the photos done. And if you need a videographer for a wedding videography, a commercial, or you just have a special event, you need a videographer, they are the videographers to get the job done. So think of Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions for your next photo or video event. Our special guest this week is MRS Tennessee America 2020 Amber Carroll on the show. I'm so excited to have her on the show to talk about her platform, which is mental um, wellness, as well as her all of her experiences um, being a journalist, doing pageants as a young child, and then finally, after all of that, finally winning her first state title. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. I enjoyed recording it and interviewing Amber, so please stay tuned. And welcome to the show. Thank you so much for just letting me be on here, and and this is a real honor. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Oh, it's so awesome to have Miss uh, MR. I always mess up MR. MRS, Miss <laughs> uh, Tennessee America. That's so awesome. And uh, I, it's so exciting to um, have more of the America uh, sisterhood. I, I sponsor the Maryland delegation. So it's always mm-hmm. really um, awesome to have more of the sisterhood mm-hmm. on and, and get more of the perspective. I, I always um, comment to say that the um, America system does such a phenomenal phenomenal job for our married contestants and really treat you guys like like queens i i i my contestants uh, always say how well they they love national so i'm sure you're going to have such a phenomenal time absolutely i am beyond excited to say the least and i i think it's so great like you said the system it's so different and it's so special it's different than any other system that i've done and participated in the women it's all about empowering each other and empowering the world around us and uh, they treat us just so well like you said and uh, you feel you feel really special you know actually i went to our christmas party last night and it was just such a great group of, of women to be around and it really started off my week uh really great so i'm really looking forward to nationals yeah, um, and on top of it, you have a much larger delegation of of your local sisterhood, as well as going to nationals, because this is will be the first year um, with three people competing for three different titles. And you know, mm-hmm. used the old days, it used to be just you know one person coming from each state. So to have like three people from each state is really cool. You guys have you can like buddy up and. Um, you know, you, you, at least, you know, one, at least, you know, two people going into it, you know, right away. So that's always makes you feel better. Right. I absolutely love, we call them my fast sisters. And we had a shoot yesterday and they were just so wonderful to be around. They're such great women and we're all uh, at different kind of times in our life. Uh, And like you said, it's so nice to just have someone on your team, really, you know, going into the week and saying, you know, I've got your back. What can I do to help you during that week? And, and say, I, I will be there for you if you need anything. And they're just such incredible women. And I'm super blessed to uh, be staff sisters with them. Well, 
to my audience that's always listening that I always bring on my guests here to really deep dive into how to be successful in the current field you're in. So you're competing in pageants. So how did you get into pageantry? Did you do anything as a child to prepare yourself? Like, did you play a sport or were you in a competition? You know, did, how did you prepare? Because most people um, either do pageantry as a young child or they do sports um, and then they get married and then, then they decide or some people decide to never do pageantry and then they get married and then they do a pageant. So what, what path led you down this road? You know, um, I actually, um, it's a funny story. Uh, we had uh, the newspaper every Sunday morning, and typically I would look at the comics, and I just happened to come across, I was around 11 years old, come across the Wilson County Fair, uh, which is the local state fair of where I'm from in, here in Tennessee, and I wanted to compete or just do something that was different. And I uh, so I looked at the paper at uh, what, you know, what was kind of going on, what I could participate in. And lo and behold, I came across this pageant and I had absolutely never done a beauty pageant, but I'd always I saw them um, growing up on TV. And I remember specifically being five years old and, and looking at my mother and saying, I'm going to be Miss America one day. That was my goal. And it, I mean, being as a little girl. And so I entered this pageant and absolutely fell in love with the process. I knew I loved watching it, but falling in love with the process was uh, incredible. And it taught me so much about life growing up. I um, went through the fair system and then uh, participated in USA uh, with teen and in Tennessee and around college. However, I focused more on uh, my studies and just really dove deep into that, into journalism. And uh, this presented itself, and I learned more about the America system and just thought, why not give it a shot? You know, um, strap up the old boots, <laughs> I guess you can say. And lo and behold, I am Mrs. Tennessee. It's, it's just been a, a great experience my entire life to be able to have this background and the things it's prepared me for, um, are it's worth beyond words. Well, let's deep dive into that fair um, um, beginning. So I've had guests on and they've expressed that the fair pageant experience is different. In your opinion, is that correct? Do they do things differently or is a fair pageant a great way to um, put your toe in the deep end without having to jump or should, should you just try a traditional pageant? I think it's so great to experiment with the different systems that are out there. Uh, the fair is a great way, personally, I think, like you just said, you know, dip your toe in, get your feet wet a little bit, see what it's all about. Uh, that one's more of uh, the traditional, uh, what people mostly think of as a beauty pageant. I would completely say that would be a fair pageant, something you do when you're 10 or 11. Um, and then maybe explore into the the beautiful, different, um, diverse pageant community that we have here. It's amazing how many incredible systems there are and incredible women and men that run those systems. And I think it's so special, like you just said, 
to experiment. And uh, I know here in Tennessee, uh, we have something really great, kind of a mentorship with uh, young women and girls who actually come to the pageant the week of Mrs. Tennessee and Miss Tennessee and Mrs. Tennessee American. And uh, they just kind of shadow us. They they get to wear a crown. They get to do all of the different things that we're doing. But I think it really helps them uh, kind of see and learn these different aspects of life that they might not even um, have the chance or opportunity to. So like I said, I think pageantry is a great, uh, a great tool to be able to use um, for your future. If there's a young lady out there and she's looking up to you, do you have any mm-hmm. encouraging words to say to her that, you know, maybe she's not confident, maybe she needs um, motivation, maybe um, she has no um, family support when it comes to doing outside? Is there anything that they could do to um, give themselves an opportunity to win a pageant or win a competition like of any kind? Absolutely. And that is a a huge part of my heart is to be able to empower women and in girls and say, there's absolutely nothing that you can't do. I think a perfect example of that. I heard a great quote, uh, Vanderbilt um, had a a kicker and she it was a girl. She was actually on the Vanderbilt soccer team. And the most important thing to her was is saying, why can't I do this? You know, why can't I play football? And just breaking that barrier, I can't tell you probably how many women and young girls that she inspired that looked at the TV and said, I can play football. I can do that. There's no boundaries to what you can do. And a little bit of my story, I actually um, had to always pay for everything I did with pageantry. Um, My parents were really great and I really appreciate the work ethic that they instilled in me. And even to this day, everything um, on my dresses, my sponsorships, I've worked, you know, from the ground up and um, just worked really hard on to, uh, to make the money and, and to be able to purchase different things all on my own because my dad realized the worth of when I get on stage, knowing how hard I worked to get there and that it wasn't just handed to me, you know, um, that made a really big difference in my mentality going into the competition. And, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in the day and it's really about how we spend those 24 hours. What do you want to do? And as a life coach, I actually uh, have a a real passion of helping people navigate uh, how to spend those 24 hours and and how to focus in on those dreams and really promote yourself by doing um, small little things, intentional little things, being really intentional with your life. But there's absolutely nothing that we can't do. The possibilities are endless. As a um, woman that's transitioning into competing for um, those teen titles for USA and, and then eventually aging into Ms. Um, was that for you challenging from like, like did, did you expect that you were going to definitely, um, going to be there and you, and, uh, or did you feel like you had to work your way up to like having that confidence that you, you know, that, you deserve to be there and you have the talent to compete with those people? Or did you have that drive and that confidence right away? 
You know, absolutely. Uh, I struggled a lot with confidence. Um, I suffer from uh, depression and anxiety, and especially growing up, I didn't really know how to uh, address my mental health because it wasn't always talked about. Uh, it wasn't something that you um, could acknowledge or really realize that was happening. And, and my confidence, my self-confidence was very low as a child. And I think pageantry uh, really helped with that because I feel like it was almost an art form for me. Um, it was my sport. You know, this is what uh, with what I have and I can go into it focused on me and just be the best version of myself. Now, transitioning, like you just said, from teen to miss takes a lot of um, dedication. And I realized once I left teen or aged out, uh, that's why I focused so much on my studies in college and kind of took a break from pageantry just because I realized, okay, going into Miss to have um, much more of an opportunity to touch people and uh, you need to be really intentional with that. And I feel like if you can't address that and, and acknowledge that um, putting yourself out there like that and having the responsibility of knowing that you're being a light to others and uh, putting all your focus and interests on that, I felt like um, it wasn't that time for me and that I should probably focus on my studies and, and learn a little bit about who I was and, and what I was most passionate about. Is that the real most important thing is to really find out who you are? Is that how you would describe what a good pageant system is for, for the, the individual is they can really find out who the person, who they are, that they probably have really achieved what the pageant goal is, or do you think a pageant is more fascinating than just that? You know, me personally, uh, I do believe that uh, going in, it's great to know know who you are, know what you have to offer, because there is absolutely no one like you on this planet. And to go in knowing that and knowing at the end of the day, you can't control what's going to happen. You can't control um, who one judge might like over than the other. And if you go in with that mentality, I feel like you come out winning every single time. But I was a, I, this is actually my first state title that I've ever won, but I've always been a runner up. And every time I've left that stage, I've always known, you know what? I gave it my best. I presented who I was and uh, what I'm all about. And that's, at the end of the day, that's all you can do. And of course, it's so much fun. And I, especially being a girl, to get dressed up and go out there and, and show off what, how hard you worked and, you know, it's a beautiful evening gown. And of course, that's what attracted me to uh, watching the pageants, all the beautiful women parading around in their beautiful dresses at five years old. But I do think it is so important to, um, have self-discovery and sometimes you know you do have a lot of self-discovery when uh, you do enter these pageants you find out more about yourself a lot of what you're really made of you know you go out there on a stage and you've never been out there before go ahead and take the chance you know um i think that's um so so uh would be the right word um invigorating you know to go out there and just say this is who I am and, and it, it really gives you that confidence. So I got to ask this question because you brought it up. So this is your first state title if you've ever won. Did you feel mm -hmm. like um, 
like such a huge weight is off your chest. You finally achieve this. Like, um, I would assume that if you continue going back, this is something you, you want to have a state title, no matter if it's an MRS or a teen or so. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like at least this, I can check this off on my life achievement. I did it. I won my state title. You know, clearly you love your state of Tennessee. Like I love my state of Maryland. So mm-hmm. did you feel like that was like, yes, I finally, you know, I, I get to represent my state. I'm so proud. Is that how it felt to you or, or, or that's just a bonus? Absolutely. You know, it, it kind of astonishes me and I have to repeat it to myself all the time. And, and I still am in shock of the title. I even told my husband the other day, I said, I still can't believe that I miss Tennessee because it's so much bigger than me to represent a state and all these incredible people and going to a national level and, and representing your state and the, and the citizens and the people in it, to me, that is just so humbling and so honoring. And I, I can't even encompass, I guess, what that really means because it's just staggering. And I, I just feel so humbled to have that title and to be even able to do this. So as an achievement, oh my gosh, I'm just blown away still (laughs) actually funny story uh i didn't realize i had one on stage uh and so my my husband said my my face no way really like yeah it just like it just it just like you just assume you got first runner-up yeah oh my god oh you you sound like you're so traumatized oh no no No, like oh it's okay i'll step aside (laughs) you know we know she won you know i'm just step aside Uh, she you know (laughs) oh and oh no, it was so funny though. It was because I think I had heard of the first runner up name called first. And so exactly, I right, right. assumed, you know, and so uh, it was, it was hilarious though. My husband said, your face was like, you'd won the lottery. And I said, to me, that is winning the lottery because it's uh, a mission and to be able to represent this great state. I mean, it's incredible. It's a humbling honor. I agree with your husband's assessment. He, he's got to feel the same way. It's like throwing the first strike pitch or, mm-hmm. or the first time mm-hmm. you get to put the uniform on. So he, I'm sure he has that same emotion. You know, guys don't um, emote as much as women do. So, but I'm sure mm-hmm. he felt like when you get the, you know, when you got to put that sash on, he got to put that uniform mm-hmm. on and you got to button it up no matter what name it on it, it, his name's on the back. That's the best part. So, I got to ask you a question because you said specifically you um, fundraised and you bought all your dresses. So mm-hmm. your your philosophy on that, because I know a lot of my pageant contestant clients that come to me for photos are always feeling they need to get the Sherry Hill $2,000, $5,000 dress. Um, mm-hmm. Can you express to, to the listeners, because I, I know you feel this way. You don't need a two thousand or five thousand dollar dress. You can win with a with a beautiful hundred dollar dress, or or, mm-hmm. you know, like, if, am I speaking the truth? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, what's your opinion on that? Absolutely, you just hit the nail on the head with that too. You know, there are some absolutely astonishingly beautiful dresses, especially at a national stage, that are in those thousand dollar categories. And I've been so fortunate and blessed to have incredible sponsors that believe in me and uh, that want to help me with gowns. And that's about, you know, building relationships and 
not only do they sponsor you, but um, can how can you help them, you know, um, with marketing and, and expanding their business? And I think that's so important, um, helping others, you know, and they, they want to help you. And like you said, with the expensive dresses versus um, the, like you said, a hundred dollar dress, it is whatever you feel most beautiful in. And I can promise you that there have been winners that have worn probably a hundred dollar dress, won a state title. Uh, best example, I participated in a, a team pageant and the girl that had won, uh, she laughed because she, she had never done a pageant before. Um, and she actually got her dress. She said, I got it from a bridal store. I think it's a, a bridal dress that was hanging on the sales rack. She ended up winning Miss Teen USA. So it's all about really uh, how, yeah, Talk, how see, you that, feel. And, see, that's great. That's, see, that's, see, yeah. that's the, to me, honestly, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that they should really promote because a mm-hmm. lot of people that, that don't, that criticize pageantry is that they throw up, you know, well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a competition for, for rich people and i'm like well a lot of people compete are, are not very wealthy most people are mm-hmm. you know they do it for scholarships you know mm-hmm. if you're a rich you don't need a scholarship you know i mean mm-hmm. uh, so i i wish that's a great st- see that's a great story so it's a, you know it's important it's important to realize um and i think beyond that at that that wavelength to where you understand that like you just said the world's not not everyone's made of money. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. And uh, I think that connects you a lot deeper to um, who you are versus um, what you're wearing. And and uh, because people are going to be able to see that inner beauty and that inner passion over a dress any day. I can promise you that. So you transition into going to school for journalism. You graduate mm-hmm. with a journalism degree. And then from the research I've done, you um, got on air and then you got hired to do sports. Is that correct? Is that how that changed? Yes. So <laughs> how, how was that experience? Because you said that you struggle with, with um, like, sh- I guess, shyness. Is that how you, you were describing it? Is that how? Mm-hmm. So how did that work as a journalist and in interviewing multiple different people, you know, or people that may be super famous? I mean. I, as a child, I remember uh, meeting like a wrestler and I couldn't even talk. So I like, I, and, and it came on like really weird. Like, I don't know if you ever experienced that, but like, um, um, how, so how did you overcome that? Because I assume that the skills you learned in journalism school and the skills you learned being in front of the camera really helped you to win this title and made you a mature mm-hmm. and be a more confident woman. Is, is that because that's where I'm 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 leading you down. I'm assuming that that's what helped you. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so funny. I think the best answer to this question that I have is the fact that I failed gave me the confidence to go out there and do it. it whether it was a tweet with the wrong score <laughs> on a Friday night football game. And really? Oh, my God. Oh, I give you a pat on. The, I mean, oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's an easy mistake, but also like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't take it back. And then probably like, right. And then like 100 <laughs> people saw it. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. and, you know, and you're just getting out there and 
doing what you love and just trying to be good at it, trying to find opportunities. And the fact that I failed, the fact that I was not always on point, the fact that I did highlights on Friday nights and literally had to stop in the middle of a broadcast and say, I am so sorry. I have lost my place. I do not know what's happening right now. I can tell you a little <laughs> bit, but names and stuff. And, and I think those moments. Well, I appreciate being you. so humble because I, I no no seriously because sometimes I don't I mean I did I have a degree business and mm -hmm. they there are two philosophies one is you fake it until you make it kind of philosophy mm -hmm. or the other philosophy is admit that you made a mistake and then move on mm -hmm. so I do appreciate that you it's clearly you take the philosophy of just admit the mistake and then move on then just like oh <clears throat> I, I meant to say that you know no 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 <laughs> no it's just it's much easier own just it. to admit it. yes own it and then move on yeah. yeah i love that i appreciate that so you were you were saying so you know you, you use that um that confidence to build to to win your title mm -hmm. absolutely and i think being put in that circumstance as you know um with, you know, anything with journalism or, or broadcasting, you have a lot of short crunch times, a lot of difficult things to handle. And they just say, figure it out. You know, it's got to be on at six. I hope you figure it out. Hope you get it to us. And I think having uh, that background and knowing I can get through anything, I can definitely do this. It kind of gives you the confidence to say, if I fail, that's okay. Because I'm just going to get back up and I'm going to keep going. You know, I'm going to keep spreading my mission. I'm going to keep spreading my word. And that was uh, going into Mrs. Tennessee. That was my mindset. I was looking forward to the experience and looking forward to sharing um, my mission and, and my goals. And But if that, it wasn't the, the timing of my life or um, what I was supposed to win, I was okay with that because um, the, the world moves on. And uh, there are other plans if something else doesn't happen, if that makes sense. You know, I, I believe in God's timing and um, his perfect presence and everything. And, and uh, I think I've learned to surrender to that versus trying to make things happen that aren't supposed to happen yet. <laughs> I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. So you spent several years in journalism, on television, mm -hmm. working in front of the camera, and then you mm -hmm. make the decision you're going to compete. So for mm -hmm. my listeners out there that are currently married and they want to do a pageant, what helped you to determine the this MRS system to be great for you? Did you have any requirements or things that you were looking for because you had mentioned that i did you compete in other systems or you were looking at other systems so i competed in usa as a teen but as a married woman 
actually, you're going to find this probably funny. I had absolutely no idea that they had a system for married women until I dove in. And really, because um, like Tennessee it, is such a yeah. pageant, it's such a, right. I mean, I, okay. I think it was just because uh, I had gotten so far into my career and kind of uh, not felt. I mean, I keep up with a lot of my friends um, from pageantry and. One of my uh, really good friends, actually, um, we both still do it. And uh, so it was one of those things I thought about doing it. And, and like you said, did some research and found the Mrs. America system and realized, wow, this is a great opportunity and with an excellent system who just really takes pride in like everything that I feel like I, I want to take pride in and, and want to share. They share the, a similar mission. So that was, uh, and I talked about it with my husband. That was number one saying, if this does happen, um, is that this okay? You know, and just making sure that it was the right time, right fit for our life. And um, I actually talked to a friend that I went to high school with and um, she had asked about it. And so I think she's going to do it. And it's just really empowering each other to uh, look into different uh, things to do, even if you've never done a pageant before and you're married. I think it's so empowering, especially if you have children, for them to see mom on that stage and be like, that's my mom. Like, that is so amazing. And, and what other experience uh, can give you that, really? Um, and it's just, it's really fun. You know, you have a whole weekend filled with these like amazing women and you get to dress up and, and just empower each other. And uh, we actually had an event the weekend of Mrs. Tennessee. And, um, it was kind of like a, a little, um, evening party and we all shared stories, all the contestants in a circle and, and we all cried, you know, we, we shared our live stories. And I think that's what um, is so special about the America system is that's what it's all about is we're all in it for one mission and that's to empower each other and empower the world around us. Well, of course, everyone's going to wonder, how was it competing in a COVID environment? How did mm. how did that go? And um, are you concerned about nationals? Are you? I, I'm sure you're looking forward to it. Um, but you, you know, your husband's a professional player, so uh, you know, how did you deal with that? How did you cope with that? Clearly, you did a great job. You won. So. Um, um, do you have any suggestions, I guess, because, um, everyone gets sick and, and we mm -hmm. never know if we might be in the situation again, God blessing, we're not. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's, I, I was kind of wondering what the process was going to be like. I think like you were talking about my husband, um, Cody, he's with the Orioles and they had taken such precautions with them and just learning what they did in the background with COVID going on. And that kind of gave me an idea to an insight, like, okay, if they can make this happen, they can definitely prepare everyone um, for our event because it's, it's not as many people um, as a baseball team. <laughs> so I thought, okay, I think I can do it, especially traveling so much. Um, That's and, what scares being, me. Yeah, absolutely. That we, we traveled a lot, you know, just, going back and forth from Sarasota and trying to figure out if they were even going to play a season. And uh, so I was okay with traveling just because of, of that. But 
honestly, they did such a great, great job. Everyone wore a mask. Uh, we had enough room to social distance, even during rehearsals. It was immaculate. And um, I would give some advice, maybe go and um, get some alcohol wipes and hand sanitizer and um, put it in your purse, wipe down your phone, your keys, everything, especially right before you eat. Uh, those alcohol wipes like saved my life. You know, they, I use them after the gym, everything. So uh, it just really taking precautions. Um, I really live by the motto, you know, I won't live in fear, but I, I want to protect myself and I definitely want to protect others. I don't so mean to jump in, but like, isn't that the Tennessee um, motto? <laughs> Tennessee no, motto. no, sure. No, no. I thought Tennessee has something like fear will not fear. Um, fear doesn't, you know, or something like that. Is that not the Tennessee? No. I don't know. You know, there there could be a motto. That sounds like a good country music song. No, I'm serious. So like, because yeah, because I've spent like weeks in Tennessee for yeah. several projects, and I, uh-huh. I I think Tennessee's in gorgeous. If 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 anyone has not been to Tennessee, you're missing something because Tennessee has mountains on one side and then has beautiful mm-hmm. rivers, and so it kind of is one of the states that has everything. The only thing you guys don't have because you're landlocked is a beach, um, but you have mm-hmm. big lakes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, um, yeah, so, um, I don't, so I threw you off. I apologize. So, oh, no, yeah, no, so you felt very confident at state. So mm-hmm. going into nationals, I guess you feel, um, do you feel everything's going to be fine? Is it, has there been any notifications or, uh, a heads up on the protocols because nationals are coming up rapidly, right? Cause it's mm-hmm. in January or is it? Or is it in February? Uh, it's in January, at the very oh. end of January. You know, as of now, I know um, I have full confidence that they'll have the right precautions and everything going forward. And um, I know that they're super excited about the date. I haven't heard anything um, in regards to the date or if, like postponement or, or anything along those lines. Um, and I know the state of Nevada has... Um, and I'm sure the the town itself probably has its set precautions. Um, but as of now, just really trying to keep yourself in the mindset and know that the, there will be some differences, um, probably a lot of differences, I'm sure, of the previous Mrs. Americas. Just because, like like you said earlier, the three different pageants and having um, a restriction, possibly we have no idea, but the number of people to an event so all we can look forward to is you know staying staying focused and uh i have full confidence that they'll have the rest they're the professionals so i i have full confidence in them well side note are you excited to be on the same stage uh where elvis did his last performance in vegas do you know that I am super, and especially being from Tennessee, I, I was I would assume so. I mean, if any, right? I am obsessed with Elvis, and cool. I I always tell my mom growing up, even as a child, said, you know, if there was one person I could meet in heaven, mom, it would be Elvis, and I I've, you would I've be interesting. He would. He, <laughs> I would say it would be a very interesting. It wouldn't be a boring yes. conversation, you know. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and if if you're one of the um, many women who would be sworn a uh, swoon by him. I'm, I'm sure if he sung for you, it wouldn't be, a, it wouldn't be that bad either. So, um, <laughs> the, the, I, I know many of, of my, uh, 
even my current friends that uh, would probably just like swoon after him. So um, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. when you have a voice like that, I think it, it's uh, generational. You know, it's not just a, mm-hmm. it's not just a, it's a, it's timely. I guess a timeless, mm-hmm. timeless. So absolutely. Um. Well, yeah. From everyone that always tells me, so they have the statue. I don't know if you've if you've done your research about the hotel, but they have a statue of him. And mm-hmm. then, so you got to get a photo from the statue. And then, um, allegedly, the stage is like they haven't modified the stage, so it's actually like the same wood. So you're basically like that. To me, that's cool. Wow. To me, that's absolutely. Cool. I'm a huge history buff we actually went to paris um last year and going to the louvre and i and i was just blown away so anything like that like original wood we actually fun fact the house we lived at in baltimore where you are um is attached to a bed and breakfast that was allegedly part of the underground railroad so i thought that was so cool that's but, so um, cool it's yeah, yeah. I mean, history is amazing. Like you said, like the wood that Elvis stood on, I'd, I probably want to like lay on the ground and be like, just let me be here for a minute. Well, uh, after you win, you should tell them you want a crowning photo of you, like like kneeling down and praying or like laying across, you know, just so you have that, like, you know, get that oh, wood so shot. Cool. You're right. Yeah. So I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week. Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right, Amber, this is the part of the show where I bring my lovely co my lovely guest on and I basically really give you an opportunity to take the floor and um, point out any of your sponsors or anyone that's really special. I mean, um, this is a year definitely we need to um, reflect on what we're thankful for for this is a year of I would say a whole year of Thanksgiving because um, there are so many good people out there making sure that people survive this horrible thing. So I'm sure there are people in your life that you're you're thankful for that's helped you through your pageant or who or, or so I, I want to give you an opportunity to give a shout out for them. So absolutely. There are so many incredible people that I'm thankful for. I'm really thankful for my husband. Uh he was the reason I, he pushed me, um, to do Mrs. Tennessee and just really gave me full confidence moving forward. And my mother-in-law, she helped me coordinate everything from when we were in Baltimore, you know, trying to get back down here. And, um, so they are a huge reason of why I felt so just stress-free that week that I was going to compete for the title. And, uh, once I won, I have, an incredible director who loves her girls so much. So I cannot, I cannot leave this podcast without thanking her because she believed in me so much. Well, and what's your director's name? Uh, Julie Perez. Yes. She is amazing. Is, is she just a director or is she also a pageant? Um, does she do coaching or is she just a director? 
a director. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. That's awesome. And you know, yeah, it's it's always awesome when you have family, you know, especially when you have your mom there mm-hmm. to help you and you have a supportive mm-hmm. husband, you know, that's, that's so critical. So, um, Absolutely. you know, well, um, going into this pageant, um, winning the state pageant, um, not winning and always finishing first runner up mm-hmm. was, uh, how, how was your expectation? Was this the first time you had you you had not competed in a in a previous MRS pageant? Correct. This is the first time mm-hmm. doing right. Uh-huh. First time. Right. Um, did you feel like rusty then? Like, okay, I I know how the pageant rules are. I've done them mm-hmm. before, but did you feel like this was a whole new thing, or did you feel like you were? Not, you know, did you feel like you knew thing, how things were going or did you feel like every like everything was brand new? You know, it was almost like riding a bike, jumping back on okay. and yeah, getting back into it. I'm definitely um, walking around in hills, especially um, this is so funny and something like I guess most people don't might not think about. But being in hills and walking around uh, after COVID, because if you think about it, we were all quarantining so much. I never had anywhere to wear my heels, even, and then, I mean, most days I'm in heels five days out of the week, probably. And because of COVID, I was in flip-flops, <laughs> you know, and jumping back into that. And, and it, like I said, it was, I mean, like a jumping back on a bike, knock off the rest and you're good to go. But I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I liked the approach of the system, um, the walk and the presentation, it's very regal. Um, it's very timeless and, um, it's very lovely. And so I really enjoyed that and and being able to, uh, model that. You know, as a guy, I have no idea how, um, women wear high heels. I appreciate (laughs) women for doing that because, I see the beauty in it, but like, um, I, I'm just, cause I like you literally, if you don't like have a center of gravity, like you, mm-hmm. you can easily fall. And, and that's, <laughs> that's assuming you're on like a solid, like if you're walking on some kind of like mushy kind of like, uh, like that's like really like challenging. Like, so mm-hmm. as a sports mm-hmm. reporter, I, I can, I mean, I, I thought you were going to say, well, I mean, when I was a journalist, I, you know, I wore, you know, some kind of, you know, flat foot. And I'm like, no, you said you wore high heels. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how, like, I, that's, 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 that's like, I don't like, I expect because you're in the sports field that like you wouldn't be wearing high heels. And that's why you were bringing that up. And I'm like, oh no, she's like, I wore high heels on the field. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, that's really like, like, cause I would have think, I would have thought you would have fallen in. Cause that, you know kudos to you so it depended too on um if i was carrying like doing friday night football highlights when i knew i had to run down the sidelines if something were to change in the game that would definitely be a tennis shoes kind of thing 
But I, I think that was one of the things of being a woman that I really strive to do in sports is wearing something that I feel good in and that um, obviously is practical. Uh, so if I'm going to get just a, a few sound bites on the field, absolutely, I'll wear, you know, a, a little heel and uh, something that you Perfect. feel good in and say, yeah, I'm a woman and I'm here to do business like you. And, and, and uh, so it was an empowerment thing for me to try. I didn't always wear them, but like I said, it was it was an empowerment thing. It was fun. So, but uh, Friday night football highlights are definitely a no for <laughs> for heels. Well, I I don't expect any gender to fully um, blend into like. I mean, mm-hmm. you should show your own diversity. You know, so I commend you for for doing that. And if it makes you feel more feminine to have those high heels on, I, I have enough female friends. I know they have those, uh, those little footies for the Mm -hmm. heels so that you can walk Mm -hmm. in the mud. Is that what you put on your heels so that you could, I, I have enough cheerleading, I have enough cheerleading friends. They always talk about this, uh, plastic little thing you put on the, on the end of the stiletto so that you can walk in, uh, and on, on uh, so, uh, solid ground. Absolutely. Yeah. And even um, getting like the, the wedge heels and stuff, those are super easy to walk well, in. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Unless, yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That's kind so of, sometimes that's kind of are... like, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a high heel, but it, it's flat. Right. So yeah. Yeah. It's, Absolutely. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. So okay. you get the benefit of both there. Yeah. It's like, it's a little hidden secret. You're like, Oh, this is actually a flat surface and I can walk around it and still wear heels. <laughs> I can see like, that's a good idea. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Might as well do the flat. Right. Right. So, um, so I guess, um, how, how I, I'm sure you've looked, forward to having a state title and doing all of the public appearances and everything. And I guess that experience has been really dampered. So has there, have you been really focusing on doing fundraising or doing zoom calls or doing this type of interviews to do more of your public appearances? Because I've been a roaming photographer for two state title holders and we, so combined, we did like 60 events over two years. So I do understand how much the year really starts after you win the title and you do majority of your work during the year. And the, the, comp, the two competitions are just bookends, but majority of it is doing public appearances, autographs, you know, meeting your public. You know, you, you kind of are like the president in some for, sort of your state and you – you're, you're going out there, you're shaking hands. And uh, that kind of was taken away away from me or never given the opportunity. So, Absolutely. And uh, I, I completely um, understand what you're saying because it, it really, I was really looking forward to a year of um, mission work and, and going out there and getting out there as much as you can and, and going talking to schools or uh, being able to do that, those in-person things that, um, you know, that are so valuable and can touch lives. And that wasn't what we were dealt uh, this year. So I just have to really commend and and thank all the organizations that are still allowing volunteers because 
um, mental health and people's well-being right now is so um, up in the air and, and there's it's, it's a hard time. It's a hard time for a lot of people. And to be able to uh, put resources out there for people to have um, an organization that I've been working with, um, we go and volunteer, wear masks and social distance and um, to be able to do those things and still they're providing for families and they have more families this year than they've ever had. I went out uh, this weekend and we served hot meals and it was supposed to be a two hour long event. And I, I think it might've lasted not even an hour and a half is there's so many people in need. And uh, if you really focus on that and, and the work that you do and focus on, that's what it's all about. And you're still doing that work. You're still doing that mission work and it might not look the same. You might not be able to go and talk to those kids in schools, but you know what? You're right where you're supposed to be, and uh, you were appointed for this year for a reason. And that's that's really been my motto going into this year. And um, it's it's been a, a, a blessing, you know, to be able to um, have this title and kind of a year of really despair for a lot of people, and to be able to be that light. That's that's really um, my mission work. Well, I, I was that your platform then, because you hadn't meant your platform. So I, I mean, it, mm -hmm. I agree with you um, from a faith perspective that God only gives you what he he knows you can deal with, and he doesn't give you more or less su um, support. You know, and you have to then acknowledge that you can accept that and and work with those. I assume you agree with that because I think that was what you were going at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my platform is uh, suicide prevention and mental health. And um, I just, I found it so ironic that, like you were just saying that, <laughs> we, my, my husband and I joke about it. He said, you would pick 2020, you know, <laughs> to win Mrs. Tennessee. It, it is a year, uh, right? You know? Yeah, I know. I said, but, you know, it's something that, um, needs to be touched on and something I'm continuing to see in the news is about suicide and deaths of despair and overdose and um, addiction because of the quarantine. And there's so much out there, so, so much with mental health that's happening. And um, it really gives you that opportunity to make people aware that it's happening and, and make people aware of the resources that they have access to. I've chatted with some of the, um, crisis, one of the crisis centers here in Nashville, and they've taken, um, all of their employees, uh, have started virtually. So it's so wonderful that they can continue to answer these phone calls. However, they are receiving more phone calls. Um, so they're, overworked and and luckily they they can work from home you know but uh they're going through a lot right now as well with getting more and more calls from people you know just needing hope and and needing someone to talk to and that are in a crisis well if there is a, ever a year that we need more people to recognize and and be there for people that are in despair and uh, this year is definitely the year because um, people that would you would never expect to be on um, welfare or or um, unemployment are in, are are in need of those services and um, 
and it's no, you know, they didn't, they didn't, you know, no one asked them, you know, they didn't want to be on that it was because of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, I mean, what a great year to really promote that and also try and help that. Um, we need more of those. So I really commend you for, for doing that because mental health is something that sometimes I think is difficult for Americans mm-hmm. to talk about. I don't think a lot of Americans mm-hmm. feel confident mm-hmm. talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's a, you know, it's a touchy subject and especially different cultures and different parts of the U S and uh, different backgrounds. Everyone um, has their different experience with mental health personally and then there's your group experience maybe what you grew up uh, some, in some households it was you know widely accepted to talk about it in some households it was um nope we don't talk about it you know and um which and each are valid you know and and it's up to us to um be able to acknowledge our own mental health and and take um ownership and, and know that it's okay to not be okay. I mean, I think the first line of fence is always to accept the person for their flaws. I think God always, Absolutely. Uh, uh, as a Catholic, there's a um, uh, prayer we always say, accept what you can accept and, you know, mm-hmm. accept, you know. So I think that's, that goes for a lot of things, religion, mm-hmm. politics, relationships. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had this mm-hmm. deep, long conversation with one of my, my girlfriends. Um, she mm-hmm. went on a date and she couldn't understand why the guy didn't text her back. And I'm like, you just need to accept what you can accept. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if it's meant to Absolutely. be, if it's meant to be, you know, mm-hmm. they will, they will reciprocate, you know, it's, it's the, mm-hmm. it's the only, if you think about it, it's the only thing that, you know, you can put yourself in the, you know, you can work out as much as you want you can mm-hmm. you can say the right things, but then whoever judges you, either a judge or a relationship, mm-hmm. they have to accept you. They have to give you the winning score. Mm-hmm. Am I? Do you think I'm? We're on the right page because sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes I always feel like you know, like I'm I'm like it's my own opinion, but oh no, absolutely. And like you said, we have to you first have to acknowledge and accept before. You can even like see change. They always, I feel like a lot of people say that, um, acknowledge and accept and move forward. And um, I think that's a lot with uh, mental health is getting to that spot where you know, like, you know what, I I need help and that's okay. And, you know, I'm going to go find it. And I think that that's um, one of the most important parts is saying it's okay. And, and, uh, I'm not okay. Well, I definitely want to leave off on a more <laughs> uplifting. So for our, my closing <laughs> question, cause I, I feel so like, so this is such a downing, um, what are you looking most forward to, to nationals? It's your first national competition. Um, um, is there anything that you're super excited for? I mean, I assume you've been to Vegas multiple times, um, um, but the national experience, or is that like something that's all, always been on your checklist of just ex- actually being a part of? You know, it's so funny. We, Cody and I have traveled a lot of different places, and Vegas is really? a spot we've never been to. I know. I'm, 
I'm still blown away. We really we need to get a, to go. We need a major league baseball team in Vegas, clearly. So I oh my gosh, how wonderful would that be? Yes. I mean Perfect venue suntan. stadium. Suntan. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> a lot of people think we need one here in Nashville, but I think one in Vegas, that would be so cool. That would be a really, really cool. Um, well, if I can add my one. two cents, only reason why I don't want it in your state is because mm-hmm. the owner is the owner of the Orioles. So the rumor <laughs> is the that. rumor is that they want to move the Orioles to Tennessee. So mm-hmm. I have no problem with their expansion squad. Just please don't take my Orioles away from me. That's all. (laughs) You know, I would actually be really sad if they they moved the O's because they have such a rich legacy and history. And that town is just, I love the people of Baltimore and I love um, the Orioles. I love their, their past and they have such a rich history. I just... I would be, I would be crushed. I, even though, you know, being from Nashville, it would be cool to have a team, but they'll move the O's, you know, you can't move the O's. <laughs> well, I appreciate you for saying that. And, um, I, I think that we definitely need expansion. I think just from a numbers perspective, mm-hmm. there's 30 teams in major league baseball. And if you split them evenly, if you just know basic math, we, you need 32 to split them four ways, eight times. So, um, mm-hmm. It would make sense to add two teams, so I think expansion is what we, and not and not relocation. But um, that's another day for another competition. I don't want to get. I don't want to <laughs> get you, baseball day. Well, no, I no no I no you you don't have to understand. I love baseball. I'm I've that's been awesome. to um, twenty of the thirty ballparks. So wow. you are talking to a big baseball fan, but I was oh, wow. really trying to play low key. I, uh, <laughs> as a photographer, as well as like, I don't want to be like, oh my guy, you're married to a baseball player. Like, no, no, no. I'm trying, I'm trying to be low key about it. So, um, uh, so yeah, so I, I'm so sorry. So you were saying you've never been to Vegas. So that's really exciting. And, um, what else are you excited about that? You know, I think just the experience as a whole, like I imagine myself, I like to visualize and I imagine myself kind of walking through the doors of a hotel to check in and just soaking every single moment in. And in particular, I'm going to have to bring up the velvet, the Elvis thing again, because um, I know that we get to go to the Elvis suite. Um, I'm not sure with COVID how they might do that or if we might do that. But I Can I tell you a story? Because you're probably gonna yes. you're so <laughs> from what the girl no no from what the girls were telling me in the Maryland class for the last couple of years they usually uh-huh. do a dinner or or like a a meet and greet there so mm-hmm. I hope at least you get to walk in it like like oh, individually yeah. but like that would have been so cool to have like a like a um a, a, like a greeting there because mm-hmm. it's really big. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I hope you at least get to, to like, I assume you'll be able to walk through it, you know, maybe that'll be better. Oh, Cause you get to have like a, you won't have a million people in your photo. You can have like a cool photo by yourself, you know, or just with your, true. Yeah. so maybe that's better. Absolutely. I think, um, it, it just, and you know, as a photographer, you have a, an art form and just the appreciation for art like music like that that is that runs really deep in my veins especially elvis i mean oh yeah i mean it's elvis it is elvis (laughs) Elvis. you know 
there's something about a jumpsuit that just looks really cool, you know? Like, mm-hmm. seriously, That's like, true. even when he was fat Elvis, he, you know, he looked good, you know? Like, you know, yeah. he had his, it, it's the hair too. Like, I, mm-hmm. like, I love women, but like, as a man, I can, I can look at another man. Yeah, he was like, you know, he was rocking it, right? You know, he it's had his thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, exactly, you know, you know? So, um, it sounds like, it sounds like you're going to have a great experience and it, um, I'm really excited for you. And when you win your national title, I would love to have you come on and talk about that experience. And, um, I would love for you to be a guest on my show. So I, I, I hope that, um, we can make that happen. Absolutely. Thank you so much for saying that. That gives me so much hope and I'm so thankful for, um, that confidence in me. So you have no idea how much that means. That well, no, means so Amber, you, me. you have to, um, I, I don't know what your husband's philosophy in this, but like, I believe you have to believe that you've already thrown that strike, gotten that third out. You have to believe Absolutely. that the crown is on your head already. So, um, that way it's not like it's a, it is, it's still a shock, but like, Oh, I know. Well, yeah, of course I, Absolutely. Of course, I'm gonna be at. The, of course, I'm the last two. Absolutely. Like, you know, I you know that's that why when you exactly that's why I was like so humbling when you said your husband's like he he knew that you won before you he knew before you won because you mm-hmm. you because you because I'm like no 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 like that's so cute but like oh like you thought you were gonna get first runner up again that's so like you know no like you deserve it. Oh. Yeah. Well, thank you. I guess I look at it as um, if it's, you know, and, and you know in your heart that you're deserving and you know that you can definitely take on the job. That's what it is, is, you know, a um, it's an interview for a job, a job of your lifetime, you know, and that's what I want. And And you go into it and you think if it's not God's plan, that's okay, but I'm going to give it hundred and ten percent of every bit of me and i'm gonna give it all i got to get there <laughs> i mean that's that's the that's all you can do in life right yeah absolutely well amber i really appreciate you coming on the show i i asked you for an hour and i'm definitely i'm not i'm not gonna ask you for any more time and i appreciate for the time that you've given me so i, I do want to thank you for that and uh, i will definitely will definitely have to follow up with you Absolutely. No, that would be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. And I am so thankful for you and and just having me on the show. And it was a great time to talk. I could talk all day, which I guess is a good thing. So, (laughs) hey, you know, I always love doing more in depth, um, long reviews. And we even do um, reviews of Miss America and Miss USA Mm -hmm. and Miss Universe. So you're always welcome Mm -hmm. to be on our panel shows if you want to do that in the future. That would be so fun. Absolutely. So we, we do um, round robin bets. So the, the way our panel shows works is we you pick based on photo your top five, and then mm-hmm. um, whoever wins um, gets a free dinner um, mm-hmm. between the three of us. So it's a little nice little competition we have. You know. That is so cool. Is. I love that. That's mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. I love it. All right. Thank you so much. No, thank you so much. It was such a great conversation. As the hour like flew by. So thank you so much for having me on. Amber, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's honestly always incredible to have a fellow 
America, MRS America sister on the show as a sponsor of the Maryland delegation. I always love interviewing the Maryland contest, the America contestants. And, um, I, you know, this year is such a, a crazy year and, um, it's always great to see that people are still excelling and doing great. And I am just so excited for you and I hope only the best. And I hope you have a great time, um, in Vegas. Um, and I mean, with you representing living in Tennessee your entire life to go to Vegas and get to be on stage like that and to get to do all these cool things about Elvis, I'm sure is, a um, such a, an incredible experience. And I hope, these things uh, are just as wonderful as you hope it to be. They are. As always, I want to thank my audience so much for your continuing, continuous long-term commitment and support of the Total Focus podcast. It is not without your support and help that the show does well. And I appreciate your comments, your thumbs up or thumbs down. I truly believe no matter if it's a positive or a negative comment that you are really doing God's work and helping us. So we really appreciate your support in supporting the show. As always, as I mention all the time, we also have my movie review show with my co-host, Yvonne Carlos, where we talk about movies and we just have a good time and we break down whatever we currently are talking about. I'm so excited that we're going to review our first Woody Allen movie. So that's coming up. And of course, we just pub, um, we just uploaded recently our review of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. As long as uh, well, uh, just to add on top of it, we did a watch along. So you can sit there and watch the movie and also get our opinions um moment by moment. So I hope you guys really appre uh, just appreciate that as well. And as always, as I always tell everyone, please stay 